You're listening to the Strategy in Small Doses podcast, the show that gives you short, story-based strategy sessions to which you can easily relate and take immediate action. Each episode is aimed to help you reduce the overwhelm, create massive clarity, instill you with the confidence you need to grow your business, and create a clear plan to get you there. So let's dive in with business strategist, mastermind facilitator, productivity expert, and your biz bestie host, Michelle Denio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Strategy in Small Doses. I am so excited to be here again today with another guest expert with me. I hope that you are loving these guest expert interviews as much as I am. I know that we've done a couple of them now, and I just think it's so amazing the amount of people that you can connect with and everybody's tips and action items. They've been amazing. I hope you're actually taking action from these amazing experts. They're taking the time to share it with you and listening to this podcast is really great, but actually taking action from it is even better. That's where you're going to see the growth that you're looking for. So today I have with me Sarah with Vervology. Sarah Steinbrenner with Vervology. We met on LinkedIn. Again, the power of social media. You're going to see a a common denominator here is most of these people that I'm interviewing, I've either met through social media or through a networking group or had a coffee chat with, just gotten on the phone with them. So that's the way you grow your business. That's how you build new connections. And so I'm going to just give you, as always, a brief bio on Sarah, and then I'm going to pass over the mic. She can tell us a little bit more about herself, her role, her experience, and what brought her to where she is today. So I have Sarah Steinbrenner, and she works with fully integrated, she has a fully integrated and experienced team. And her role with Vervology is to build relationships to help build business owners understand how Vervology can address their pain points in the digital realm and provide them with a solution, a strategy, and maximize their digital presence. Sarah, thank you so much for being here with me today. Please take a minute, introduce yourself, and tell us all about your role with Vervology and what the company is all about. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I absolutely agree with everything you said. LinkedIn is amazing. And so that's kind of in the digital realm. That's where we exist. So Verbology, we help with marketing consulting, but specializing in that digital and content communication, figuring out how to connect with your online audience visually, emotionally, technologically. Those are things that we're able to help people do, and we guide them through every step of the way. And that's, that's the main problem is people want to connect with you. That's, that's how they're building those connections. And so that's my role at Vervology is I build connections with these small business owners. I figure out, you know, what are they succeeding in? What are they struggling in? What are the pain points that they are trying to address and help figure out the strategies to address those needs? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, digital, the digital space, the content marketing space is Oh gosh, you know, there's so many things to do and where do you put your time and effort? And um, actually I want to take a step back a minute and share about what a small world this is because Sarah and I are from the same small town in upstate New York, but yet we met on LinkedIn through, I don't even know, probably some mutual connection up there, but we don't even know which one it is. So, I mean, that's the power of digital, like digital marketing and content right there in itself is that who knew that I'm in Florida, you're in New York, but we're from the same area. We probably know several of the same people, which is just so crazy. So anyways, um, that's just a little fun fact for you all today. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is a small world and it gets smaller every day. I was, I was in a networking thing, same thing. I met somebody on LinkedIn and we were connecting and 
I found them later on, they were in a networking group I was in, we got to chatting and they happened to somebody they work with was someone who I went to like pretty much all of my classes with in college. We like were on a first name basis. I knew he was like, oh, I know somebody who went to your school. And I was like, oh, you know, do you have a name? Like, maybe I know them. And he said it and I was like, oh my God, I not only do I know him, he's been in my group <laughs> projects, he was at my house. Like, it's crazy. it was such a crazy world. And this person, same thing, they were down in Florida, yet they knew that person that I went to school with. It, it really is amazing. Like, I just absolutely love all of those connections that can happen. But all right, let's dive into your number one business tip. I love when our experts share like a number one tip for business or professional growth related to your industry. What is the one thing that you see people struggle with and what tip do you have to help them get through that? Yeah, so the number one thing that people struggle with, it's not that they don't know they need something. It's not that they don't know the steps, it's that they don't have a strategy. A lot of people, they know that they need to post, so they're posting things on social media, or they know they need to do a website, so they're trying to DIY something and make it work, but they don't know the strategy of how to scale. They don't know the strategy of getting the engagement. So being able to have that content and digital strategy, you know, otherwise you're throwing things into the air. You're hoping something sticks, hoping something goes viral. You want to invest in your brand. You want to invest in your strategy. You know, your brand is, it's a living, breathing part of your business. It's the thing that's going to need some time and attention and you want to nurture it. And if you don't always have the necessary knowledge to do that, people are there to help. I can't tell you how many times I have somebody who I'm talking to where they almost apologize. They're like, I'm so sorry, I'm not tech savvy. I, you know, I don't understand it. Or I'm so sorry, like, you know, I, I tried to do it myself. I didn't understand. That's fine. People need to realize that it's fine to not be the expert in everything. I think with business owners, there's such this, this mindset that they have to do it all. They have, right. they have to do their books. They have to do their legal. They have to do, you know, everything. They have to do their website, their digital strategy, everything. And then they're like, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I don't understand it. And that's fine. That's what people like me, you know, we wouldn't be talking if you knew how to do it yourself. That's, exactly. that's the value that we bring is that we know how to do it for you and we know how to help. So, right. You don't need to know how to do it all. And yeah. I love the, what you talked about. I'd love to dive a little bit deeper into that about, you know, obviously I'm a strategist and everybody listening to this podcast knows that I'm always, always, always talking about having a strategy for growth and what that looks like. But the same holds true with your digital strategy, your content, your, what your website looks like. I mean, how many times do you just go like, oh, I don't, what's your strategy for social or what are you promoting this month or what are you working on or what's the goal with why you're posting and 90% of the time people don't know there's I don't know you know and that right there is part of the problem is that there's either it's an in my head I call it like in my head is not really a strategy and you can't you, there's no results it's very hard or it's a much longer and I, I would probably you would probably agree on this that it's a much longer turnaround to a result when there is no strategy in play so when they, if they don't have a strategy, what does that look like for you? Like when you say having a strategy for your digital marketing or content, like what would be an example of that? Like a, a simple strategy? Yeah. So the, let's, you know, starting from the digital, you have to have a good foundation and the good foundation typically starts with your website, you know, your, your Google business listing, your social media, all of these other external tools are amazing, but they are tools that you want to eventually drive that traffic to your website. So being able to have a well-designed website, a functional website, one that's optimized with the keywords that you, you know, if I'm doing, 
you know, senior care, or if I'm doing insurance, I'm going to want to use certain keywords because I want Google to recognize, hey, I do senior care. Hey, I do insurance. Recommend people to me. Make me rank. Make, make people find me. Mm-hmm. So the good website is the basis. And then let's say you want to have you want to grow your audience on social media. You have the good foundation. Now we want to really engage and see where what kind of sales leads that we can get through your through whether it's LinkedIn, B two B, or Facebook or Instagram. And so having your content strategy is huge. And a lot of people do different forms of it. They can do it in terms of blog posts or social media posts, sometimes a mix of the two, but you want to figure out what you're trying to achieve. That's the biggest thing. It's not enough to just post, you know, your dog photo, your family vacation photo. You want to be very particular about the keywords that you use in your posts and also the content that you're bringing. You always want to bring a value. That's why people want to read. They're not going to want to read something random, you know, something that's not going to give them something to take away. And so maybe you give them, you know, 10 tips if if you're thinking about changing your insurance or things to keep in mind as we enter the summer months for senior care, you know, how to protect the skin, like things like that where someone's going to want to actively read it. And then you always want to invite people into the conversation. And I can't say how many times I've seen, you know, very sales-based posts on whether LinkedIn or Facebook. And it's like, we have a like all caps. We have a great deal going on. Sign up right now. DM me if you're interested. And it's just it shuts that conversation because if you're like, okay, I'm not interested right now. I guess I'm not gonna, you know, I won't participate because if I do, they think I will be interested. And it really closes the door in that you want to invite someone in. Maybe have you know that content in another context. You know these tips for when if you're thinking about utilizing senior care for a loved one. You know, let us know in the comments, you know, some some great experiences you've had or let us know a good memory of a relative inviting somebody to engage and being part of that conversation, because not only are you adding value because you're giving them a tip, you're giving them something useful to them. It's not so much, hey, give me a sale. It's giving them value, but it's also inviting them to participate. And that's how you organically grow your audience. It's not demanding anything of them. You're giving in that situation. Yeah, we talk a lot about that and like creating the conversation, you know, there's so many people and I think we forget about our own buying habits too. Mm -hmm. Is that like, how many times have you responded to DM me for more information, right? Like think about your own personal buying habits. I mean, I've done it a couple of times, like on something, but it's usually something that I've been stalking for a long time. I've been a lurker for a long time. And finally, eventually you do, but there's a lot of people out there that will never, ever, ever, ever enter into those DMs, right? So even changing that, I'd love to know your thoughts on changing that to even just say, hey, comment and let me comment with a word or comment with something like comment and tell me more about this or X, Y, Z or something of that sort where you can change that call to action where like you said, it encourages them to take action, but allows you to open up a conversation further with them. Exactly. And with, you know, with the content strategy behind that, you know, maybe you have a certain amount of, maybe you have a certain topic or a certain campaign or a certain launch that's coming up in a few months. You can strategically figure out content that's going to lead up to that. If you know that, you know, kind of like how I mentioned with the, you know, if you're going to do summertime or senior care, maybe in spring you start hinting at things you might want to do or you start to plant that seed in someone's mind. And that's the strategy of 
boom, now when you've launched it, people have been kind of seeing it, kind of hearing about it for months at that point. And like you said, they might've been lurking on it and you catch them at that moment when they're ready to jump. Yeah, I think that's a great action point there is when it when you talk about strategy. So for those of you listening, if you're wondering what like a number one tip that you could take action on immediately is to really look at your strategy behind it and also how long is your strategy? Because I what I find, and I'm sure you see this too a lot, Sarah, is that people will put that type strategy in place like all week a week before their launch or something of that sort and expect people to turn over. And in the digital world, that just doesn't happen. It's not like you're having the, you don't have the opportunity to talk face-to-face with somebody for them to hear your voice and understand. And so the digital world is all about how they interpret it, how they engage with it and different things. And that doesn't happen that fast. So when you talk about a strategy per se for a launch with a freelancer or a solopreneur, what do you guys typically recommend for a content strategy and something like that? What would be the length of that? Like you're saying, if they're doing summer start in the spring? I would say, and it depends if you're doing paid or organic, I would say organic is usually best because it gives that foundation of the content before you start you know, paying people to do a certain task. But if you were thinking in terms of organic, you always want to think a minimum of three months out. And the reason I say that is because you know, Google's Google's reading your content all the time, but it really won't start to make a difference until about three, four months. If you want to think long term, let's say you have a huge brand relaunch or you're having something huge coming up, organic content, you want to start thinking maybe a year in advance. And you can always you can always supplement that with, you know, paid or something like that. But organic content has to be there. They can work harmoniously, but It's like, you know, if I have nothing, if I have no content and I'm paying someone per click to go to my website or to go to my social media and they find nothing, they're not going to stay. It's a waste of a pay per click. And so if I have this foundational content, I have that, you know, three months or more background of my content. If someone I've I've paid an ad or someone goes to it and they see it, then they're like, oh, I'm going to go read a few articles. I'm going to browse. I'm going to lurk on some other stuff and see if I'm interested. But again, that's the tool to get it, because let's say they've now seen your content, you know, whether it was organic paid, what have you. Now they've seen it. Now they're interested. Now they're like, okay, I want to go to your website and learn more. And at that point, they're on the website, they're browsing. And if they can, if at that point, you can get someone to make a call, most of your sales process really over it, because at that point, they've looked at your content, they've they've been active enough to go to your website, they've lurked your website, they've looked at your services, they've looked at your about. You know, at that point, and if you have a, on the offhand too, if you don't have a website, then that kind of stops there. You know, if I was like, okay, I've read some of your content, I'd like to learn more. And oh, there's nothing I can look at more. This is, mm-hmm. this is where this ends. Or, oh, I want to learn more because I love the content. Oh, that website was made in 1998. <laughs> there's, right. It can put a stop just as soon as it can push forward. It really depends on where, what you have for them to find and the yeah. tasks that you want them to achieve. You know, it's it's the same on social media or on a website. It's all about what you're trying to have them achieve. What is the end task that you want the user to do? Is it book a meeting with me? Is it to mm-hmm. buy a product? It depends on the end task that you want them to complete. Yeah, so that's a great point too right there if you're as you're listening. Think about that like what is the goal 
of this post? What is the goal of my website? What is the goal of this page on my website? Like she said, is it to get them to book a call? Is it them to purchase immediately on that site? Like if you're a product-based business, by the time they land on your website, are you expecting the purchase? And are you making that process easy for them? What is the goal? How many times do you, you just do these things in this step-by-step -step kind of linear process without a whole lot of thought behind it? And then wonder why it's not converting, right? And so ask yourself that, like, go look at your website pages. Is it very, very clear what the goal is for your homepage, your sales page? Is it very clear on your content? What you're asking your audience to do? I mean, trust hmm. me, I mean, I think you would agree. Not every social post has to have like some um, like massive goal. Sometimes we just wanna share fun things, right? And that's part of branding too, especially if you're a personal brand, people wanna get to know you, but beyond just like a business post here or there. But again, that still is a goal, right? The goal of that post is to let them get to know you and to let them understand who you are as a brand. And so everything you do, would you agree it's really important to just say like, what is the goal of this? Why am I doing this? Absolutely. And you made a really good point that I want to also address is that you need to make it easy. You can have that goal in mind and i've i've talked to so many people too that they they might think it's easier they know they have the goal but it's taking me 10 12 clicks to reach that goal mm -hmm. you know it's got to be if you're asking me something as a user you got to make it easy because mm -hmm. if i me as a user we're used to getting things fast and we're used to getting them easy online so if you want me to buy a product you want me to book a meeting learn more it's got to be there in two clicks or less, or I'm going somewhere else. Yeah, two clicks or less. It's a great point. I actually was working with a client um, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago. And same thing, she sent me a, cop, a link to her her checkout page to, to take a, a glance at. And I went was going through the process and I was like six clicks in. I'm like, I'm done. I yeah. still haven't paid you and I'm out. I'm out because I, I don't, especially, and I was doing it for my computer, which most people aren't, right? So like to go through this whole process on your phone and, oh, wait, by the way, a text comes through or you're, you're, somebody's asking you a question in the next room or something comes up or next thing you know, you're distracted. Like they, time is of the essence. You have to make this so much easier. That's a great point. I really, really want you guys to take notice of that two clicks or less to take that action, whether it's booking a call, can they do that in two clicks? If you have, if they hit the button on your website that says book a call, can, are they, you taking them directly to your booking link or is it to send you a message and then you got to go back and forth or like, what is the process? That's a great, great point. Two clicks or less to get them to take that action. Great, yeah. great tip. Appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Otherwise, like you said, you're down the rabbit hole and at one point you're going to give up and you oh, might easily. Most yeah. times you haven't even accomplished the task that you're trying to commit, you're trying to complete, but you're like, I'm done. Yeah. Next. Squirrel syndrome takes over, right? I mean, our attention span is so short. I mean, all it takes is something to make a noise and I've, I'm completely distracted from what I was doing. And what's the chances of you going back to that? To actually, you know, that's just the reality of it, where the easier you can make it, the better. So oh, and on mobile, that was a good point as well. Is make sure you're on mobile. If I am on my phone and I'm you know, squinting, I'm trying to like navigate a non-mobile or non-responsive website on my phone. Same thing. It's like I give up. Yeah. Yeah. Be, especially in this day and age, you got to be mobile. Right. Absolutely. And if you haven't taken a look at your website on your phone in a long time, I really encourage you to do that. I'm sure Sarah would too, because 
how many of you have? Like, have you actually been on your website? Your, you know, we all been on other people's websites, but have you been on your website on your phone in a long time? And is it easy to read? And if it's not, you probably need to get in touch with Sarah. Absolutely. But, awesome. Well, um, Vervology has an amazing free offer. Do you want to tell the audience a little bit more about that? Of course, as always, the free offer, the links and everything will always be in the show notes. So we don't have to share any of that. We do make it very, very easy for people to get to it. But um, can you t tell them a little bit more about it? What, what does Vervology offer? Yeah, so, you know, based on all the things that we've discussed, if you're unsure or if you're trying to figure out, you know, I know I need help with something, I don't know where my pain points are, you know, at, at that point, you're trying to figure out what your next steps are, we do offer an SEO audit. So it's going to address, you know, a pain point you might figure out in your Google business listing, it might be your on site SEO, it might be your social media, but it's there to address the pain points for you and give you the details on what might, you know, what things might be helpful for you. So that is a link that we do offer. You can fill it out. You do have to have a Google business listing and has to be verified or no, it does not have to be verified. I take that back. You need a Google business listing and you can go through it and it'll give you all that information. And then you can take that and find it useful. If you have those pain points and you really want them addressed, I all of my consultations are always free as well. So if you have that SEO audit and you're like, ah, I'm always free to talk about those as well and see if there's any way that we can help. Awesome. Awesome. And if you don't have a Google listing and you need one, you can probably also reach out to Sarah and have her help you out with that. Um, and that I think many of you in the online space probably feel like the Google business listing is not necessary, but it is, even if you don't have a local brick and mortar. So don't discredit that as part of your social and digital strategy as well. I think that's, we didn't, we don't have time to chat about that today. Maybe that's a topic for another day, but um, anyway, reach out to Sarah. I'm going to make sure all of her links are available to you in the show notes. Sarah, do you have any last minute thoughts you want to share before we wrap it up? Um, just thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm always happy to share insights and advice, and I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. And I appreciate everyone listening. I'm always here if you want help and was, and yeah, that's, that's about it. Awesome. Yeah, Sarah shares, as she said, a lot of helpful information on LinkedIn too. So if you're not connected with her on LinkedIn, go check her out. She's got some great helpful posts too that might just inspire you and use them as, if nothing else, use them as an example to see what type of content they're putting out, the strategy behind it. You'll start to see a theme there if you look at her content. Sometimes just looking at other people's content for inspiration is super helpful too. So to, uh, go ahead and do that. Uh, connect with her on LinkedIn, check out their website. And I appreciate your time and we'll talk soon. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good one. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast was designed to help you. If you have a specific topic or struggle you would like Michelle to cover, please feel free to send them her way. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others, post about it, and tag Michelle on social media, or leave a rating and review. For even more strategy tips and tricks, subscribe to her bi-monthly newsletter as she sends out exclusive bonus episodes to her email list only. Thanks again, and see you next time on the Strategy in Small Doses podcast.